Get on my born sinner, gon' die winner. God's got my back, I'm preaching the facts. Trying to impact, so tell me what you know about that. Words do mean something, but actions mean more. So put your feet to the floor and step out the door. Trying to reach down to my coat. Keep my hands up to the All right, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode five of the Knuckleheads podcast. On today's episode, I have a buddy of mine, born and raised in a home, the home, my hometown, shall I say, of Thomaston, Georgia. Uh, where he graduated from Upson Lee, same school as me, and then went on to NC State, where he played fullback with the Wolfpack. Uh, since then, he's made his way back to hometown. Uh, he is now a strength uh, coach, I believe is the, the correct terminology for that, at, at our nearby school. And he also is uh, pursuing music uh, individually and with his band, Hartley Station. He started playing drums around the age of eight, if I remember re- reading correctly, and later decided to start singing in 2015. Uh, the band, I, if I had to say so myself, has created this perfect blend of country, southern rock, and R&B. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, they, they really have, I'd say, built up a good name thus far, and I think there's soon to be more. I, I will put, my, uh, put some money on that. So at this time, it is my pleasure to introduce to you Logan Winkles. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Doing pretty good. About to uh, go watch you play here in just a little yes, bit. Yes, sir. So. Yes, sir. Right here. Right across the street over Pickled yeah. Oprah in Forsyth. I had to uh, corner you and make you come down here for this. <laughs> it's all right, though. I don't think either one of us has stopped much to uh, be able to do this. So. That's all right. That's all right. So, well, first off, tell me if I missed anything or got anything wrong in the intro. No, man. I think you spot on. Drums at eight. Started playing guitar when I was like 12, 13. Started singing 2015 when I got done with football and... Came back, started coaching. Uh, I was at Pike County High School and then Spalding County High School. Now I'm back home in Upson Lee. With a, I'm a strength conditioning coordinator and a football coach up there. Cool. Awesome. Glad I, I did some reading on this. Oh, so. yeah. You got it. <laughs> All right. So I guess let's uh, break down into it the way I normally do. Tell me, how did you really get your start in music? I know you just said drums or whatnot, but tell me a little bit more into how you got your start in the music. And with that, tell me who kind of influenced you the most with that. I got my start, you know, just playing around. My daddy had always played guitar. My mama, she was singing in choir. And, you know, she's a, she's a more Allison Krauss type bluegrass singer, and that's what we always grew up with. And daddy had always had records playing. All We didn't, you know, we didn't live out with video games. I, I was either outside or I was listening to music. That's just the way it was. Um, lived in a town of Culloden, 238 people, so there wasn't much to do. But after that, you know, I started playing guitar around 12, 13. Uh, I had played drums for my daddy for a while, and then I uh, kind of branched out, and I originally got into metal, if you can imagine that. Mm-hmm. But that's how it all started. My biggest influences after I got done with that, and like I said, metal was Metallica. Metallica actually still still drives most of my music today. I, I take a little bit more depth with my lyrics um, in most cases. Most of the ones that haven't been released have depth but you got to start out a little appealing to the masses you know what i mean understood yeah i guess some broad generals but you know after that is is always been soul funny enough i go from heavy metal to soul and just southern rock anything from skinner you know you go back marshall tucker all those old cats almond brothers heavily and then also you look at sam cook solomon burke all those Otis Redding type soul genres. That's you that's really a lot what of, a lot of names from around here too. Though. Yes, sir. Oh, I, where where I'm from, that's what you grow up in. I mean, you know what I mean. And that's I listen true. to a lot of people from Georgia. I love Georgia. I've written songs about Georgia. I'll always sing about Georgia. Yeah. 
and I love it. And uh, I draw my inspiration not only from Georgia, but from around my area. So I, I believe in sticking with what you know and sticking with what you live up around. So Awesome, awesome. I think I need to joke with you about this because I always do this. What about Chris Stapleton? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the Stapleton deal, man. And and I tell you what, that's that. When I started singing, I didn't know Stapleton. I did, and and I believe Traveler had come out, you know, at or around that time of 2015. But I hadn't heard of Stapleton. Yeah, I had stuck to my old school genres. I still to this day don't listen to radio. Yeah. Uh, so everything that I've gotten has been really an isolated. Um, type of deal and of course i started getting compliments about you know oh you sound like stapleton, you sound like stapleton. and then i watched the cma deal and you know it's kind of hard to hear yourself i feel you know a little differently as far as my sound but you know heck if, if that brings people out and me sounding like stapleton man come on whatever it takes yeah, i think I, I think we're a little different and people have started to realize that but if the first thing that hooks them is stapleton if you compare me to that great of an artist a once in a generation guy brother i'll take that all day long oh yeah Oh yeah, I, I'd say I, I remember when it the first you, you you I think you bring in that real like bluesy soul sound that he has is mm -hmm. where it come from. But the first like real mentions of it was that who was it that shared the post of like Chris Stapleton look alike? It was uh it was Country Rebel. They had shared. I did the cover of Either Way, and they had shared that one. Said Chris Stapleton look alike. You know, kills his cover. And that kind of sparked everything. Everybody's always like, man, he sounds, looks just like Chris Stapleton, cover band. But no, not a cover band. But again, if I can be compared to an artist of the generation yeah. like that, good guy, I'll yeah. do it. Um, so touching into like college and football, because I mean, you were real big with football and yeah. at school growing up. I remember <clears throat> that. And then you went on to NC State. You actually have songs about your time with Georgia's Waiting. Yep. Is actually about your time at NC State and getting back home and all that. And we can touch base into that song. But do you see any, like, crossovers with – I guess talk a little bit about NC State and then do you see any crossovers with football into your music and things like that beyond just – yeah. Yeah, that one song. NC State is really my second home. Raleigh is a place that's always near and dear to my heart. Every time I play, I've got my North Carolina hat on. I'm always going to stick with that. And uh, you learn a lot of lessons. College, I believe, is where you really grow up. High school to a point. But I, I really think college is shaping who you are, yeah. what you believe. And I was lucky You're enough out on to, your own. Hey, you ain't lying. Especially <laughs> 10 hours away from home. Yeah. yeah you grow up fast. Yeah. And um, I believe that that's really where you start to shape not only where you come from, but who you're turning into as a man. And there are times, especially with, you know, song George's Waiting, I didn't, you know, I wanted to go back home. Yeah. There was always, there's always a want and a love to get back home, but I always also loved where I was. Yeah. I enjoyed playing ball there. I played from uh, 2010 to 2013 before I actually came back home. Um, but I went back in uh, 2015 and actually uh, got a rookie camp opportunity with Kansas City Chiefs, and I was out there for a few weeks, went through rookie camp and OTAs. Um, organized team activities and, and had a short-lived career in the NFL, but I think that was a good closure to what I did. You know, I had gone through four major knee injuries, three major reconstructions, so I think that was time to leave that up. But through that and through my music, I bring I always reference back to my college years. College years, I did a lot, um, had a lot of good times, had a lot of down times. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that mixes and intertwines within my music. And uh, really, man, Raleigh. NC State, 
they're always going to be near and dear to my heart and they're always going to be coming out in my music regardless. I sing and I write about things that I know and that I love. Yeah. I'm not going to sing about anything that's not authentic, not personal to me. Yeah. So that's just one of the things that NC State, football, all the lessons I've learned, who has shaped me as a man, that's always going to come out in my writing. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Does so you And now you're back, uh, to touch a little bit more on the football thing, you're back at – Upson Lee, which is yep. where we both graduated from. Yes, sir. Um, you were at Pike County, then you said you went to Spalding, mm-hmm. and then now you're back at Upson Lee. Yep. Um, do you see any, like, I, and I know you enjoy football and strength conditioning and all that, so I know that that's not, like, a, a negative thing in, a, in a, yep. any aspect, but do you see any, like, problems that it causes like of you taken away from your music or is it all like oh without a doubt <laughs> it, it, and i've always been under the impression that you can't serve two masters yeah and and that's it that's a rough part about it the thing that comes with job and i've got a problem but it's a good problem yeah. i have two dreams yeah. i've always had the dream since i was you know started playing football when i was five six years old one of nfl and then once i got older and realized that that's that's a little more far-fetched the NFL, less than 0.6% of all college athletes. Yeah. And, you know, blah, blah, all those statistics. But after that, it was coaching. I've always known that I loved coaching. I loved my coaches and what mm-hmm. they did and what they meant to me. How they, like, shaped and influenced Absolutely. You. And, and that's one of the biggest things. My number one purpose, being here on this earth, is to make people's lives better. Yeah. And there's two ways of doing that, in my opinion. For my talents, I can be a coach, a strength conditioning coach and a football coach. I can shape young men. I can take someone who may be in the pipeline for a rough road, and I can influence, shape, and mold them into being a taxpayer, not a tax burden, is a, way, is, is a lot of times the way we see it. Yeah. We don't want kids to go out and be these just not contributing to society. Creating you know, discipline. It's exactly what, what and, and it's, it goes with discipline. It goes with work ethic. It goes with enthusiasm. Yeah. If they come every day and they're not excited about what they do, why are we doing it? Yeah. And so I want to create an environment that one, they're going to be enthusiastic about, but two, they're going to take those lessons that I give them that I've learned through my own personal trials and tribulations. Yeah. Apply that to their life to make it better. Maybe they won't have to go through some of those down times that yeah. I did, especially with football. Yeah. And then the other flip side of that coin with that job being music. Music, we've it's gotten us all through hard times, whether it be, for me, it was starting out Metallica. Then Fleetwood Mac got me through a lot of hard times. Getting into R&B got me through life lessons. I mean, this, all these forms of music, all these different forms of, of just inspiration through all this music takes you to a different level and puts you through bad times when it seems like nothing else can. When, when family can't get to you, when friends can't pick you up, when your job is dead on you, music's going to be there. Yeah. It's always going to be there. 100%. I will, I will completely agree with you. And on so that. those two sides. Now, the unfortunate part about that is that football is demanding. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. Music is demanding. Always has been, always will be. And so it, there comes a time in which I'm sure it's going to come for me soon where I'm going to have to choose yeah. the safe, known, route with football yeah or the high risk high reward set of music yeah and that's that's man that has kept me up a few nights brother that is that's i think you're way too good not to take <laughs> the leap i'm just saying and i will argue and it there's I, a lot of people that say that man and i will tell you this majority of people say that 
majority of people tell me that, hey, man, I don't understand why you're doing it. I know I'm nobody, but, you know, why don't you take that leap? And they ask me that all the time. Yeah. And it comes from, I look back at lessons from my daddy. My daddy started out making $5.25 an hour over at Southern Rivers. Daddy did not have a lot growing up. He grew up in the, in the backside of Thomaston. He grew up rough, and he, you know, he did not have a lot. Yeah. And now he has a lot because yeah. the man worked hard. He, yeah. did, he did exactly what was needed. He, not necessarily that he didn't have dreams, yeah. but he, he grabbed a hold to the American dream in the whole sense of you can come from nothing and be something. Yeah. You can turn you can turn your life around. Not saying that his life was like bad, quote unquote, but you can turn your life around to be so much more than Absolutely. what it is by grit and, and discipline and hard work, and you can go that can go lo- harder and longer and show so much more than people realize. Yes, he was born and bred into that, and it went, again went from five dollars and twenty five cent an hour working on Southern River Railway, and now he's I, I forget the original title with it, but he's an overall supervisor for safety. And on a staff job, making a six-figure type deal. He's gone from one side of the spectrum to the other. Understood. And with that, there's a little bit of caution that comes in, not only through him and his advice to me, because he wants me to pursue my dreams, and he has funded so much for my music. He's done so much for my music. Mm -hmm. He's promoted so much. But there's also that part of him that knows that this is a volatile industry. This is something that can be here today and gone tomorrow. And he's been sure to make sure he instills that in my head. There's one good thing about me is that I'm just like my daddy is that I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And so if music comes to that, then I'm going to do that. But I also have, I think, the keen insight and the prudence, the ability to make the right decision in that I need something that's more steadfast before I work to music, before I give up a good thing that I have going on. Because I do have to think about a family. Yeah. I got to think about future. Yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly the youngest cat around. I'm 27. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm already new. Yeah. Hey, but but in the thing is, is with football, I got started late. Yeah. I got done with football when I was 24. Most people get started in music when they're 18. I yeah. was headed off to college, played college football at 18. Yeah. And so things changed. At the time, bit. your focus was football. Yeah, and that's, that's what has fueled and funded. I got an education at one of the top 50 universities in this nation. Yeah. That's an education I can't get back. And it has already put me ahead of multiple candidates that I've been against in interviews. Yeah. And so I can't sit here and say that, oh, that's a regret and all this. No, because that fueled yeah. and funded where I am. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's going to come to a crossroads in the decision that I'm going to have to make. And it's one that I think a lot of us don't get the opportunity to do. And like I say, it's a good problem. It's a good problem. But it's a problem, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, when and you, you have, get that situation, it's going to, and it's going to come. Yeah, yeah, it and is. I, and I say that even, not just of it's going to come in general, because every, every time you're going to get to that, but when you're, it, you have two crossroads that meet, but... I think your music and your style and what you're doing now and the way you're promoting yourself and building yourself up, and I've seen the rise of your name. And mind you, you haven't been doing this terribly long on the grand scheme of things. Since, uh, we've been doing it for a year and three months. That's Which it. Which is and, and, nothing on yeah, the grand and scheme we, of things. And we didn't even start promoting and all that stuff really until about you know, four or five months in. So really as far as full marketing and everything, and really we're still not up to full part marketing. This is a part job, oh, yeah. part-time job for all of us. We oh, still yeah. haven't been doing it really for a year. Oh yeah. Well, it's, well, I, I know that's going to come for you and <laughs> I know you're going to make the best decision for you and that's what matters Absolutely. the most. It, 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 even we can, I can sit here and say all day, you need to do music, you need to do music, but if your heart of hearts wants you to play football, I will 100% as a friend, as as a person outside looking in, I respect you making Absolutely. the passionate decision Absolutely. and what you feel is best for and you. I think most people would be like that, too. Oh, yeah. um, so, I guess talking into music a little bit more, like, I, I like to ask this question, and 
I'll even say it like this for me. The main question is, what is your favorite aspect of music? And for me, I love the creation of it. I love to create something and watch it come together. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite aspect, whether it be from writing, guitar, to performing? Uh, what would you say do you love the most about it thus far? My favorite aspect is the release. Uh, most of my life has been very hard pressed and and i've made a good living on being stressed made a good living of for instance in college football i was at the field every morning at 4 45 for workouts we yeah. typically did not end our day until 11 o'clock it was very scheduled it was very strenuous and there was an there was a standard of staying at the top talent that you could and with music i don't have to do that yeah. With music, I can release, I can settle back, I can play music that can flow through me and that I can feel, and that I can, not only with the creation of it, but like I said, with the release, with something be able to just calm myself down. Mm-hmm. That's a different side of me. Like an escape. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, okay. that's a different side of me that people don't know, Yeah. really until recently. Yeah. Right? My life has been football, 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 job, straight up, nothing. Yes. But now they're seeing a different side of me that I have to have that release in order to be to be me, honestly. Okay. Cool. So there's there's an authenticity about it that I love. Yeah. I get that. Um, I, I mentioned like writing, guitar, performing. What's probably the like the biggest show you've played thus far? And I just that's a I know number wise question. Um, number wise, we played a show for about eight thousand up in Ohio. We played it for the Lancaster Music Festival. We opened up for the uh, Jimmy Buffett, the tribute band. Cool. Not Jimmy Buffett himself, <laughs> but the Jimmy Buffett tribute. But uh, one of the biggest ones to me was opening for Corey Smith. I, I actually just spoke about that the other day. Yeah. That you had opened up for Corey Smith. And, so. and that was a good show, man, to see a hero and an idol. Unfortunately, I didn't get to interact with him because, um, you know, with that – and going around major artists, they've, they've got to move, they got to go, they got to schedule. Yeah. You know, but that was, to me, that was uh, one of the biggest ones. That was one of the biggest highlights in my deal. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what would you say are some of the biggest battles that you are going through right now as an up and coming artist? Like trying to build that name and, and, get yourself out there what would you say are some of the biggest battles and i know i know you have your own battles of like working with the football and and things like that but as the promotion side of thing what would you say is the more so of your biggest battles i'd say the biggest battle is knowing the right people um not coming from a music background and not coming from knowing a lot of people getting the music out there getting these venues to take us seriously as an up-and-coming guy and just selecting the right type of shows i'd say that's the hardest one because until you get that big radio following until you get a lot of people that are listening to you consistently that's what that's what venues want to see that's what record labels want to see that's what publishers want to see they want to see a lot of stuff getting out and the bad thing is is that the industry is so saturated now there are every every eight-year-old with a laptop can make music and can put it out and that's a wonderful thing i'm not i'm not knocking back on that at all but it is harder yes. to get the music out there and to be seen. Yeah. That, that's the biggest thing is getting seen, especially as an up-and-coming guy. That's why I take every single opportunity that I can to play music. And yeah. my girlfriend gets pissed. She gets <laughs> mad because we'll have plans and somebody will say, hey, bud, you know, this, that, and the other, can you do it? And I'm like, yeah. yep, I, I sure can. I understand And that. a lot of times I'll get a little bit of backlash. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a pursuit for a dream. Yeah. And, you know, aside from that, I think, you know, getting seen and getting the word out is probably the hardest deal, especially when that's not your full-time deal. Yeah. 
you can't you can't one. devote every single when, when you're at work you got to work and, yeah and then beyond that it's you still probably got you, you got to get your mind switched over to music and, and the bounce around and uh, and I, I fully understand what you're saying with that yeah. so. you do because there's two different switches there's yes. music and a work yes there, there truly is and luckily i'm <clears throat> i'm now at the point where i can focus on music but even like my dj business is when i'm focusing on that i my mind still wants to kind of go to the creative side yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like i gotta focus on this gotta focus on this yeah, so. <laughs> i get you yeah that's cool um what would you say if you had to pick what is one of your main goals currently? And this can be a one-year goal. This can be a five-year goal. What would you say your goal is with your music right now? I would say the biggest thing as far as goals are considered, especially with my music, I want to be at a place where I can consistently play venues to where I don't have to search quite as hard to play. Because the thing is... Maybe where like people are coming to you instead of you always having to go to them? Yeah, and I, and I know I've got to go out to them, and obviously. Yeah. But I'd love to get to a point where I'm not stressed on, am I going to be able to book a show? Yeah. And now, I don't know if that's if that's a problem that'll ever leave me. I don't know, okay. because you know I don't I don't know too many people that are too, too big uh, to where they don't have to worry about trying to get venues. So I, that may be a problem that's always with me. But a goal for mine is to have... All those shows, especially through summer, work. I, I want to play as much as I can. Yeah, that's one of my goals. It's it's not how many listeners can I get on Spotify. It's not how much money can I make off of this. Man, I want to play. Yeah, I want to play. So my goal is to have all the booking that I want and to satisfy at every single show. Yeah, that's my number one is yeah. to make sure that when you come there, you get something out of it. You get some sort of feeling, some sort of release, something, something that takes you away from the monotony of the day or the stress of the day. Yeah, mine isn't so much my personal goals as far goals as far as numbers. Mm-hmm. Mine is playing for my benefit and the band's benefit, along with getting the audience to feel and to understand where we're coming from as artists. Cool. Um, so I guess let's talk a little bit into your music and with that let's talk a little bit into the band but we'll start with the band first just uh i know your sister bryce she she sings with you when it's band time and as you do gigs i see sometimes she'll show up with you will she be here tonight uh she won't be singing but she will be here okay um so how did you kind of like form your band, create your band? Was it just people that you knew? That and I, obviously, I know sister. You know, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know her. But everyone else in the band, how, how did all that come together? So, where that came about was uh, Hayden Richardson is the uh, co-founder of the band. He's a lead guitarist. Me and him started playing with a buddy of ours, Zach Woods, up in phenomenal guitarist. Oh, he is. I'm he's insane. Put, now. put that in there <laughs> and look him up. Uh, his Instagram is Hayden Seven Five Four. You can always, if you look on any Spotify Instagram it, through our Instagram, is Winkles Music. If you look up Winkles Music, I promise you, nobody else's name Winkles. Well, actually, there's nope, nobody else's name Winkles. I'm thinking of a Logan, <laughs> but no one else's name Winkles. So if you look on our music and you go and see his guitar work, he is phenomenal. And there are people within the radio system and within the music industry that tell me at my shows, he is phenomenal. And that's that's a reason that's a resource that I've been lucky to have. But anyways, we uh we were with a buddy Zach Woods out in Pike County. We were just playing around this that and the other. And you know, Zach kind of tailored off into other stuff, which he still does music. If you have a chance, look up Zach Woods music. But me and Hayden got together and decided that we wanted to start something pretty seriously. And after that came, you know, Matt Fortson. 
uh, from Pike County as well, Ryan Hilton from Pike County, and Trey Hausman, all from the Pike County area. They all grew up together. They all knew each other. And that's one thing that I think was a continuity-type deal that has paid off dividends. They all have known each other for years and years and years, and they've been so accepting and so wonderful with me. You know, a lot of people say to me, they're, they're in the band with me. You know, there is no hierarchy as far as all that stuff's considered. Business world, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to music, we're all the same together. And you add Bryce in that. You know, my sister is a sensational singer. She whoops Jeez. me up and down the system. She is sensational. But, you know, she has life. She has a husband. She has a job. She has this. And she's been very expressive to me that, you know, she doesn't want music for a lifetime deal. She doesn't, and that's her decision, and by God, do it. So whenever she has the opportunity to play with me, I am honored for her to do it. But as far as the band getting together, that's really how it came together, me and Hayden, and then all of a sudden he brought in Matt, um, he brought in Ryan, he brought in Trey, and it's been nothing but backside and elbows ever since. Cool. Where where did Hartley Station, the name, come from? So I've grown up, you know, up here in Thomaston, Culloden, and River has been always on my mind 100%. And Hartley Station came from the Hartley River Bridge Road and Hartley uh, River Basin down in Macon. Me and Daddy have always just liked it. And um, the name has always had a ring to me. And it also kind of signified home. You know, just, just talking of Hartley Station, Hartley Bridge Road, Hartley River Basin. I don't know, man, that stuck out of my mind. And that really said, hey, that's, that's kind of the deal. And me and Bryce, we're going to do a duo type deal. And we were going to be just Hartley Station. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I kind of did the solo deal, uh, especially as a writer and got my name out as far as that was concerned and then brought in and I'm like, man, just to really do it, Logan Winkles and Hartley station would be a big thing. You know, Jason Isbell is one of my biggest influences and he has Jason Isbell in a 400 unit. And I just, for some reason, I like that ring. I like the way that rolls off the tongue. And so I love the artist and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, we are one entity, but uh, yeah, I just... There's something to it, and that was a marketing-type deal because not only will Logan Winkles, you know, my solo stuff come in, but also we have the Hartley Station side of it that is full band, yeah. that is an all-encompassing act. Yeah. And so now you have two systems coming together to hopefully create a powerhouse. Hopefully we'll see that happen one day. And actually, everything, everything that's been released so far has been under Logan Winkles. Yeah. But everything that's going to come out especially full band-wise, is going to be Logan Wiggles and Heartless Station. Our ideas are everything. Everything that's been put out at this point has been solely me. Yeah. Has been my ideas, my core, my everything. So now it's Logan Wiggles and Heartless Station, and we've already got about three or four songs that we're ready to do. We're going to release a full deal, um, hopefully six. Maybe we can get to ten, either an LP or maybe a full album. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be released, and that's going to be all of our ideas. Everyone from the band putting in, putting in no outside influence. You know, we'll have a guy, Jason Horde, who's been a great friend of mine and a great uh, a great producer for us with a lot of great ideas. He's going to put in on it as well. And uh, shout out to Jason Horde. Shout out to Ryan Wilson up at Hey Hey Studios in Griffin, who has done a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job of any audio surface that we need. Recording, mix, mixing, mastering. He is a wizard. I've heard good things. Man, he's good. He is insane. And same thing with Jason. Jason uh, was a guitarist for Third Day, and he's helped me immensely with a lot of stuff in music. Yeah. So look forward to all that stuff coming out. Awesome. So I guess you, you bring up possibility of album and things. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the songs you've released. Uh, I believe right. the first song you put on Spotify was By the Riverside. Yes, sir. 
Um, and then you followed that up with the EP, which had Georgia's Waiting, Hellbound, Just Thinking, and Heartache on a Fool. Yep. And then followed that, my personal favorite, which you know this. <laughs> I ask you to play this all the time. Every show I see him, I always ask him to play this. And I actually saw it before you released it with the video that kind of went crazy when you were standing outside somewhere playing. I was actually outside Grant's Lounge in Macon. Cool. I, pl- I play Grant's Lounge Wednesdays and Sundays whenever I can because mm-hmm. it's an open jam. Cool. Those guys down there are awesome. And that was actually filmed outside by a guy, um, Cowboy something or another. Okay. And anyways, he, he did that video for me and sent it out because I was just out there randomly playing, playing, picking, and he said, hey, man, play something. Boom, I played it, and it was yeah, a great that video. That is Cherry Red Sunset. Though. And that's actually personally my favorite song that I've ever written. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that song. And well, you know you. that. Yeah. Um, then you released Hell of a Drug recently, yep. and the newest one was 20, 20 Guns. guns. 20 yes, Guns. So, I tried Bluegrass. Okay. All right. I, 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 yeah, you definitely do uh, that song. It is different than any of your other ones. Absolutely. Very distinctively a, different. And when I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is different. But I see what he's going for, yeah. and it was very significant. And I, I genuinely love the song. But you, I, I think it's that song is you got to kind of have the taste for that style of music do. compared you to any, any of the other styles. And that's that where think. I like to get more. You know, like I said, you gotta you gotta broaden your spectrum. Well, you gotta yeah. broaden your spectrum, especially get out there to start with. Like by the riverside was. Just a random song. I, I was sitting down and I was thinking about times it used to be. You know how it is in, yeah. in Upson County. Man, you get on the Flint River and that's what it is. So imagine that a country singer writing a song about a riverside. And so that's where that came from. And then early years started getting more specific into my personal experiences with George's Waiting. Which was the NC State. Yes, sir. And then you've got um, you've got Hellbound, which that came through actually a, a personal relationship up in NC State where wasn't the healthiest one in the world and <laughs> you can kind of tell by the lyrics and there was a time where I wasn't a very good guy to be around as far as a loving relationship was considered um just thinking came out of you know just again thinking back to a time with um riding around man just thinking about old times and I'm sitting around just it's one of those type deals and then finally heartache on a fool was a song that was very very personal to me and that I had written for a long time, but I had never finished. That's probably my second favorite song. Yeah, that one, that one, that one is probably the most personal song uh, that has been released for me. Um, and that one took a while, and I put a lot of time and effort on that one. That was uh, that was also one of my favorites. But then Cherry Red, you know. Uh, yeah, I want to hear more about this song. <laughs> you hear- Just because I, I, I don't think I understand how much I love this song, but I listen to it all the time. You know, I've added it to my wedding playlist well not just this one but multiple ones but it's it it hits a different place in for me and it's i feel like you put so much soul into that song i mean you do it in a lot of the other ones too Mm -hmm. but it's it touches differently i don't know like where what was the inspiration come from that one came through when i was listening to a lot of true r&b true soul stuff or a lot more smooth than what i'm typically Mm -hmm. doing where with southern rock and all that but um, that came from a place of that I believe is real personal for a lot of us. That came from a relationship that was tried, worked for a little bit, didn't work. It didn't break terribly. And then we tried it again, and it still did, it had the same result. Yeah. And so working with Cherry Red Sunset, you know, we, we always had that vision of, man, we're just going to chase it. We're just going to go. And so chasing that cherry red sunset, we know that that sunset's going down and we know that it's closing, but we don't necessarily want it to. Yeah. We know what's happening, but we don't want it to. So we're going to chase it. And, That's um, beautiful. 
and that inspiration came from musically it came from r&b it came from soul it came from a lot of new r&b it came from sam cook and his wording and it came from just a lot of personal inspiration that's where that came from awesome awesome well that's be that's beautiful i, I like that okay <laughs> i got me I like that. just because i think it, it, there's so much in that song that i that is the first song I, every time i listen to your music that is definitely and I, I not only do i just love to support people that i know in music but there's something about your music that is phenomenal to me and I, well, I appreciate and it. And I, I love it. So, like I said, I, I think I've told you since day one that I, I think you uh, have something very special and I want to <laughs> see you continue to pursue it. So, let's hope I have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 if I have anything to do with it, I'm going to keep encouraging it and put trying to put your name out. That's there, why I keep so. you in my corner, baby. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so, I guess let's, uh, you got any upcoming gigs you want to talk about? You, you know, you got coming up. Anybody opening up for? I know you're like you're playing tonight or whatnot at some local stuff. Is there anything even bigger that you you got coming up? Actually, right, look out right now we're not. That's the problem is that we've been me and my guys have been recording. We've been trying to think of new ideas. We've been getting this music. A lot of us have changed jobs, and that's one of the things that that hurts with it. Music not being your full time gig yeah. is that you're you have a lot of outside influences that sometimes take away from music. And yeah. they, you know, a lot of people told me my second year was going to be my hardest year. And I'm starting to believe them. You know, I'm, seeing I, it. I, I'm, see, I'm, see, I'm seeing exactly what they're talking about. Um, and hopefully that changes. We actually just got a, a, an electronic press kit, the EPK. So we're going to get that sent out to as many people as we can and hopefully through word of mouth. Now, I always manage to find a way to have a gig every week. But mostly it's been acoustic here. So, you know, hopefully through through systems like this podcast and, and sending out emails and getting word of mouth out and all this that and the other, we can schedule some of these gigs that we'd like to go with. Cool. And that's, like I said, one of the biggest challenges. So right now we're, we're, we're looking. I think one of my favorite gigs that I, I got to experience you, though, was still the tailgate. At oh, that the, was awesome. <laughs> and, the, you know. That was just to, a fun. And to get shut down. You know, we got shut down. We were. We had everything set up. We had a, a $50,000 setup out there with a guy, Michael Norton. He's out of uh, he's out of Noonan. He is a phenomenal sound engineer. He's awesome. And I, I use phenomenal a lot, but I mean that. Yeah. Everybody I work with is phenomenal. Yeah. That's why I work with them. But, you know, we had set it all up, and next thing you know, APD rolls up, and they're like, no, brother, you can't do this. <laughs> World Congress is like, no. We, and, and, yeah. and apparently, you know, we had gotten clearance, but – through the red tape of bureaucracy, which don't get me started on that, even though I am a government employee. So I know firsthand how BS it is that, you know, it gets lost in translation. Not everything gets sent the right way, and there yeah. was a mix-up. Yeah. So they shut us down, but the Georgia fans up there were so awesome, David Andrews especially, that we got set up in the back, had a lot of tents blocking I us off. had just a bunch of tents yes, popped sir. up. And <laughs> had it propped up, and, and we did kind of a, a, a kind of an acoustic set, a little tape back a set. It was almost like... Like you see a street performance. That's exactly what I that, pictured. Y'all were sitting on random chairs and <laughs> music just propped up, and yeah. 
My it, drummer had a kick, a snare, and a hi. It was, it was so fun just to sit there and watch. And, like, it was, it was, and it was awesome for people to be three feet away and dancing the yeah. Midnight Rider and dancing to some of my songs and just having a good time. I think they uh, probably gave me one too many shots of moonshine. But, I, you know. I did see that happen. They started, <laughs> they started feeling like, we ain't got a lot of tips, but we got I might, moonshine. I may or may not have been delivering some of those. You know too. what I mean? I saw I looked over there, and you're putting two down. I was like, all right, boys, here we go. Let's, <laughs> Let's have a great it. time with it. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming on here. Absolutely. Appreciate I you having me. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I know I say it a lot, and I'm going to continue to say it. You know, I might get on your nerves with it, but I Never. genuinely feel like you, you are going to do great things with music, and I hope you do. I hope you continue. And once again, though, I will always I will support you no matter what as a friend. So uh, at this time, if you will, just kind of plug in any social media, anything you'd like to plug in anybody you want to plug in feel free let everybody know how to get in touch with you um even your music where they can find you if you want to do that so we got um instagram at winkles music uh that's where most of the production goes down that's where most of the promotion goes down we're getting into twitter i'm terrible with that we're working on it <laughs> youtube is trying to build up it's again logan winkles and hartley station uh facebook is the main one Facebook, we have Logan Winkles and Hartley Station as a Facebook page. And on there, it has all the contact info that you would want. Any kind of email, phone, whatever you want to do to get in contact. And then we have an email um, newsletter. We have everything on there that we could possibly do. Website, too, I believe, right? Yes, we do. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. Logan Winkles and Hartley Station.com. And that's, you know, that's the extent that we just got the main ones, man. We just got the main ones. And uh, as far as people... Shout out to Hayden Richardson, lead guitar, Bryce Bryce House, backup vocals, Matt Fortune, drums, Ryan Hilton, rhythm, and then Trey Hausman, bass, for making all this music happen, all this magic happen. Uh, my family, as far as supporting what I do, um, anyone else that really puts forth that effort to support, a.k.a. guys like you, That's right? right? <laughs> With uh, support like that, who could lose? Yeah. And um, just anybody that really loves the music and wants to share the music that that's that's what drives the machine support love and sharing awesome. that's what yeah i sound like well, a total hippie right my, there but my, you know <laughs> my support and my sharing and, and love and all the above oh so yeah 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 I'm, I'm gonna keep it uh i'm gonna keep pushing you just as much as, as i can so i appreciate it well once again thank you for coming on i greatly appreciate thank it you. i'm looking forward to seeing you and caleb play tonight and that will conclude this episode Thank y'all all for listening to episode five of the Knuckleheads podcast. Thank you, Logan, for coming on. Yes, sir. And I will see y'all back at episode six.